G'day punters, we're back with another episode of The Wayne. I'm joined by my co-host in Luke Marlow. He looks like he's uh, enjoying a bit of sunshine up there at uh, Wild. Are you at oh, Central Coast? You're at the Central Coast. Yeah, hey Blakey, we've been up here for, um, well, we've been out of Sydney for six weeks now. Um, but now that restrictions are starting to lift, um, I think we can head back towards Sydney pretty shortly and Excited to do so. Um, weird times, but uh, the racing is keeping on going, and that's the main thing. That's 100% the main thing. What did you think about the racing at Randwick on Saturday? We got a little bit of unexpected rain. Did we what? Um, wasn't forecast. Um, so it was a surprise for all of us. But, uh, yeah, that track deteriorated as the day wore on. I sort of marked it as a, a pretty hot rail um, and certainly advantageous to be in the first half of the field, definitely. So um, uh, it was a, a square day for me on the punt. Uh, didn't do too much. Just um, didn't have a great feel for the day once that rain arrived, but enjoyed the racing just the same. Yeah, 100%. It was a, it was a bit of a square day for me also. We'll go through our bets uh, in just a moment. We'll get stuck in. The first race was the highway over 1,000 metres. There was only one 1,000-metre race on the day. Uh, Leo was well supported. Nataraja came out of the market uh, on race morning. Leo was $13 on Wednesday into $6.50. A head start was well supported on the day, $5.50 into $4.50. Private agent, uh, not liked by the market. He was uh, first up for a while, $4.20 out to $6. The best backed uh, outside of the main bunch was Satin Ruby, $51 into $19. Best last 600 was a head start, 33-13. 10 of the 12 runners came home in under 34 seconds. So that gives you an idea of how slowly run the race was. Luke, uh, Leo stamped himself as a possible uh, Kosciuszko horse. I think there's only one slot remaining. Yeah, that's right. So whether he gets in or not, um, there's a few horses that aren't in yet that um, I'm surprised aren't, namely Fender, but... Uh, that's another story. Uh, on Leo, good win, very good fresh horse. He's won three out of five first up now, and he was trained up with two good trials. Uh, I thought he was well ridden by Hugh Bowman, who's got a fantastic record on the horse, and he was too good. Battleground was unlucky. I think he would have run top three. He got chopped out in the straight by private agent when going for a rails run, and uh, I think Cathy got a bit of time for that interference, but uh, he could be forgiven off that. Um I think a, a relatively strong highway overall. Yeah, strong highway. I've got nothing else to add. I do think uh, Kathy got about four or five days. So uh, she'll serve in a, a suspension after that race. But we'll move on. Uh, the second race was a benchmark 88 over 1,600 metres. There was three of those on the day. This one was three lengths slower than the George Main one by Very Elegant. Kiss the Bride was well supported on the day. Uh, six into $5. Big Boy Roy. Uh, hovered around that 350 mark most of the day. Cordia wasn't liked by the market, 440 out to $7. Uh, best back was Kiss the Bride, $14 on Wednesday into $5. A tissue was out uh, early in the week. Best last 600 was new, arra new arrangement in 3421. Uh, it's hard to beat a front runner who comes home in the best last 200 metres of the race. Uh, Nash did a good job aboard. Kiss the Bride here, Luke. Yeah, he's, he's riding great. This was one of four winners on the day for Nash, and he owned them from the front. Uh, Kiss the Bride, assisted by uh, the bias leading on the fence, and was simply too good. Uh, 
I didn't have a bet in the race. I wish I had it back this horse because I did black book him out of his Kembler run where he was hitting the line strongly uh, at his most recent start. Just sort of failed to forecast that he would go to the front here. Um, but the extra 100 metres and Nash going on was all that was required for him to find winning form. I don't want to back anything out of the race. Um, the only horse I could follow was is probably the winner going forward. But as I said, he was assisted by the bias. So it's, it's just hard to, um, hard to gauge. Um, where he could go next, I guess. Uh, the, the only horse outside of the winner that I'd like to, to follow, I think has a win in her, is Charm Star. I thought she was pretty good mm. late. Uh, her late sectionals were pretty good, and she she did finish off uh, sort of in the wrong part of the track, and uh, she's going to be better suited getting out to a mile and a quarter. So Charm Star for me to follow out of the race, but nothing else to add on top of what you already said. Moving on to the midway, the third race of the day, benchmark 72 over 1,600 metres. They went two and a half lengths slower than the George Main, won by Very Elegant. Uh, Kenya Nero hovered around that $11 mark for most of the day. Akahiro thought he was great, $6 into $5. Tampering was well supported, 7 into $5.50. Tampering went up $11 on Wednesday and he was the best back runner in the race. Best last 600 metres was Akahiro and Love Me Quietly in 35 70 he did a good job running on from the back of the field here, Akahiro, Luke. Yeah, he did, Blake. He was well back. J-Mac rode it a kilo over. I wonder if that made a difference. I suppose you're getting J-Mac, so... Um, but it'll kind of beaten point six. It was the run of the race, but they crawled up the straight here. No horse broke 12.20 for the last 200 um, at the end of the mile. So it was sort of a testing uh, 1,600 metres for this class of horse. Uh, Canyon Nero was in the right spot, well ridden by Jason. And too good, but I think they're a pretty even bunch. And, um, you know, I don't think any of these horses are of major interest for me going forward. But uh, you've got to say, Richard Litt's done a great job with Canyon Nero. He's got him absolutely flying. Yeah, no doubt. He was a bit of a nonny uh, prior to this prep, but he's won a couple of races, at least two races this preparation. So he's uh, he's flying, and I, I def definitely agree. But Akihiro's the one for me to follow out of the race in midway class. As I said in the past, I don't really want to follow midway class outside of midway class. But uh, if he draws a gate next time, he's going to be seriously hard to beat. But I'm, I'm sure the market's going to find him. So uh, whether or not we can back him next start, we'll find out with the market. Uh, but moving on to the fourth race, benchmark 78 over 1,400 metres. This was a fast race. Uh, Three and a half lengths faster than the Bill Ritchie. The track was downgraded for that race and, and the Bill Ritchie was running uh, a rain. So uh, whether or not this was a fast race or not, we can. Um, that's a bit contentious. Uh, high Supremacy, he hovered around about $8 for most of the day. Taxu was $9 in, out to $10. Five Kingdom hovered around that $41 mark. Uh, best back runner was Golly on Lucky. I actually took $61 about him on Wednesday. $41 into $15 uh, on the day. Best last 600 metres was high supremacy, 34.20. Uh, we can be forgiving of super effort. He pulled up two or five lame. I thought there was a, a few good runs in this race, Luke. Agree, Blake. Winner was good, wasn't he? Great ride from Nash. Um, absolute ripper. Got all the brakes. Loved the horse's turn of foot running home in the, the quickest last 200 of the race. He, he really sprinted well. He did race on the fence, which was advantageous. But he was very good, and I think he's a horse with some scope. Uh, managed to have something on him, high supremacy, and um, I just thought the ride won the race along with the horse's um, sprint that it had. The others, um, I thought 
golly, I'm lucky. Was unlucky. I saw your Facebook post. <laughs> it, it might be a candidate for a name change after its last two starts. Golly, I'm unlucky. Uh, horse is going well. Suave, I think, is the improver out of the race. Wide with cover the, the entire. And he was only beaten two lengths. So uh, if there was a horse I could take forward out of this, I think it could be Suave um, because he, he did race well despite a pretty poor latest trial before his resumption here, Blake. Yeah, uh, I, I thought Suave was pretty good. The other horses that I think that we can sort of follow out of the race outside of the winner, High Supremacy is obviously probably the best horse in the race. Uh, Steel Diamond can win a race going back to Mayor's class. She needed room sooner as she did uh, last start. Connections wanted to ride So Am I with cover. He ended up in front, so he can be forgiven. He was pretty good. He only got beat 1.3 lengths. Uh, he just began so well, so Huey ended up in front on him. Golly, I'm lucky he's going to win a race, uh, as you said unlucky uh and he can win a race hot spring gold he didn't have much luck from the back of the field uh he needed room a lot sooner and he closed pretty well so uh, a few horses that i think can win in the near future anything else to add there luke uh, i'm happy with that mate all right let's move on uh first of the feature races of the day this was the bill ritchie uh winner was exempt from ballot in the epsom this was the second fastest of the three 1400s on the day. It was running uh, pretty heavy rain. So they went 3.6 lengths slower than the previous race. The benchmark 78 won by High Supremacy. A tissue was well supported from Wednesday. $4.80 into $3.50. Looks like Elvis hovered around $31. The market didn't like Arameo. Uh, he was $8 out to $13 on the day. Best back runner was a tissue. Uh, and the best last 600 metres in the race was Arameo in 34.37. Can we, can we back any of these horses in the Epsom, mate? I think we can, definitely. Uh, I think it's a very open Epsom. You've got a tissue and $11 chance now. Private Eyes, 11 in the Epsom. Arameo, 13. Harmony Rose, 15. I'll, I'll start with the winner. Uh, she dropped a 50 kilos in the Epsom. I thought she was very good here. Uh, Tim Clark put her in the race uh, from the better draw and she's super tough. She handles all conditions. If we get a wet track on Epsom day, you know, she goes through it. So look, she's in the right stable with Wallow. She's had a perfect preparation. I think she's going well. Uh, Arameo is flying. He got back with 58 on his back and hit the line in the best last 200 of the race. He'll drop the 51 in the Epsom unless they raise the weights, which is, is possible, but he'll still carry a light weight and he'll go there third up. He wouldn't want it too wet on the day. And private eye is a complete excuse here. Uh, three wide, no cover, then four wide around the turn. And against the bias, he couldn't possibly win the run he had. So uh, he can improve going to an Epsom. And Harmony Rose didn't have much luck. So I'm, I've talked about four horses there. Is that a drag on the race overall? Maybe they're, they're too even, evenly matched, or I'm not too sure. But um, I think... The George Main, which we'll touch on later, is probably the, the better lead up for the Epsom, but you couldn't you couldn't give these horses none or uh, not consider them strongly in a race like the Epsom. But um, Private Eye and Arameo are the two who get the biggest weight drops going to that race. Yeah, I, th I, I, I think Arameo is going to be a great chance if he goes to the Epsom and draws a gate. Uh, he's going to be third up at a mile, uh, gets a good track. I thought the ride by mm. Tim Clark on a tissue was really good. Gave her a positive, yeah, was... gave her a boot out of the, the barrier and found a spot. And, and she was she was really strong on the line. 
did you notice the run of New Merrion? I thought he was pretty good having his first run in Australia. He was good through the line. He was. Just another horse that raced on the rail. I think it was worth a couple of lengths. So although he, he went well, um, I wasn't giving him as, a bit, as big a tick like horses uh, such as Arameo and Private Eye, which covered extra ground. I think the fact he fenced up, uh, he was slightly flattered in his performance, but he did go well. He did go well. Yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll be interested to see how he goes at his uh, second Australian run. But we'll move on to the three-year-old fillies in the T-Rose Stakes over 1,400 metres. The track was downgraded here to a soft six. Uh, they went six lengths slower than the 78 one by High Supremacy. Four moves ahead was four fifty out to four dollars and eighty cents. Mallory was five fifty into four dollars and eighty. Swift Witness sixteen dollars to eleven dollars. The protest here, Luke, was third versus second, and it was upheld. Yeah, and deservedly so, I think too. Um, as I just send a, a message reply there, BJ. Um, That's okay. Yeah, look, I think I think they're a very even bunch of fillies, aren't they? Uh, they are one hundred percent. Nothing between them. No, there's not. The protest, yeah. Mallory um, definitely should have run second, so they upheld that. Um, I want to be forgiving of some horses here uh, out wide on the track. She's all classes running out of chances, but she was sort of in the wrong part in the straight. Latino blend, I thought, went okay. Uh, Von Trapp's run on well, but did race on the rail. So, yeah, I'm really confused going towards the flight stakes. Uh, the winner's a beauty, four moves ahead. So genuine. Mallory's flying. Swift Witness is honest. But, uh, you know, normally this time of the Princess Series, I, I'm, I'm convinced the horse I want to back in a flight. Um, this year, I've got no idea. Yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, even bunch of fillies. I am with Von Trapp uh, in the flight. I think she's going to be hard to beat. I think she just got mm. way too far back uh, from that barrier 12, that wide barrier. And she, she found the line really well. Uh, she had the best last 600 metres of the race and, and she's new blood and she's, she's sort of run really well in her first go against these, what you would call top-notch fillies, uh, but yep. they are an even bunch, as you said. Um, we can be forgiving of Robo Dira. She pulled up one of five lame and, and the horse that I, I, as I said, want to be for, want to follow is Von Trapp. She's $21 in that flight stakes. Uh, anything else to add there, Luke? I'm happy with that, Blakey. All right, let's move on to the feature of the day. Uh, the George Main Stakes, over 1,600 metres. The track was downgraded to a soft seven. Uh, they went two and a half lengths faster than the, the midway, won by Kenyon Nero. Very, very elegant, was really heavily supported once the rain started to fall. $2 into $1.75. Ria Dini, $15 into $13. Think it over. Uh, 4.80, he was really good. Three deep with no cover. Best back runner from Wednesday was Think It Over. He was $6 into $4.80. The market didn't really change outside of Very Elegant being really well supported late in betting. Uh, best last 600 metres was Very Elegant in 34.84. We can be forgiving of Colding, who pulled up with a cardiac arrhythmia. Yeah, I had concerns for Calding. He looked like something had gone wrong. So um, he'll make a full recovery from that, which is the main thing. Uh, winner's just a star. Just so so genuine, so honest, so tough. Um, she looked in a bit of trouble, but she got herself out of it, um, as those good horses can do. Um, I mean, Riadini's going to take some beating in an Epsom off this run. Uh, he drops to 51, I think. 
Let me see. Uh, I've got he's the... going to have no weight on his back. He's he's definitely going to be hard to beat. It's always good coming back from weight for age to, to handicap conditions. Uh, whether or not mm. he's going to be able to make his own way, own luck on the speed in, in such a big field, uh, he's That's not. Right. It's not going to be the same setup, but obviously he's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I'm just trying to find what weight he's got. Um, Another one we can sort of uh, follow out of that race. I, I reckon Hungry Heart was was good considering she didn't get track conditions to suit. Yeah, her wheels were spinning a bit, weren't they? Uh, yeah. On the on that soft track by this point, on a, a deteriorating surface. She's flying going towards an Epsom. Uh, so she and Riadini will both drop significantly in weight. Riadini gets uh, 51 in the Epsom. I thought the, the best run in the race outside of, you know, naturally the winner, but think it over was enormous. He was three wide punching the breeze the whole way against the bias. So I thought he was one of the runs of the day. I think he goes to the Hill Stakes next. Um, it's worth a million dollars now, the Hill Stakes. They're going to get a good race. Yeah. I don't know if Mary Elegant's going there or where she's going, but he'll, he'll, he'll shake the life out of that race. If he think it over if he draws a barrier. Yeah, no doubt. He's a, a genuine weight for age horse these days, and uh, he's, he's going to win more races. But, yeah, that Hill Stakes is going to be a, a rip snorter. I reckon Very Elegant might stay in Sydney for it because it's just worth so much okay. money. And if she goes to Melbourne, she could possibly run into Zaki. I think uh, yep. what's that going to be, the Underwood Stakes, that, that would be the race that she'd be going to Melbourne for. But uh, I, I think that she'd, she'll stay in Sydney and, and run in that Hill Stakes and it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, it'd be nice if uh, Zaki and Very Elegant didn't meet until the Cox played. Uh, Wouldn't that'd it? Be, that'd, be, that'd be exciting. At least we'll have something to talk about until then. Uh, but we'll move on to what, what you would say is uh, the other feature of the day, the, the Group 2 shorts over 1,100 metres. This was an outstanding race. Uh, it went five lengths faster than the 88 won by Triple Ace. Eduardo was really well supported on the day, 750 into $5.50. Nature Strip also well supported when the rain came, $2.35 into $2.10. Gitra, he was very good. No luck. Eleven dollars into nine fifty. Marsh Crusader was slow to recover. Uh, we can be forgiving of Lost and Running, who pulled up one out of five lane. Best last six hundred meters was Gitra in Marsh Crusader in thirty four fifty one. What did you make of uh, these Everest hopefuls, Luke? Yeah, great race. Um, Winner's a very genuine and honest sprinter. He's a top horse, uh, Eduardo. He knocked off Nature Strip. Nature Strip just running that really big figure and um, the huge performance first up. I think he's gone great here. Um, he, he can't, I think he had to regress a little bit second up with the Everest being his peak run in mind. So I think this was the defeat he had to had, have uh, heading towards an Everest. And this is his best chance to win one, I feel, Nature Strip. Chris has got him flying. Uh, Geek. Gitra was unlucky, arguably should have won. Uh, you can see on the head-on, Jason was looking for a rails run initially when Nature Strip shifted off the, the fence. And then there was a run between Eduardo and Nature Strip, and that closed as well. So uh, he was unlucky, but he's come back well. Rothfire was very good off the long break. He's going to improve. Mars Crusader was good against Ice and lost in running. I did my cash on, uh, but you mentioned the excuse there uh, being lame. So... Uh, not yep. necessarily giving up on him improving, but um, he, he would need to off the back of that. But he did have an excuse. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's very difficult to 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 come off to bounce off that run into an Everest, and uh, which is going to be a, a high pressure race again. But uh, he's the sort of horse that can do it. 
Uh, I was disappointed in myself because Eduardo has been one in mine in the past. Yeah. I, I had something on Mars Crusader. He, he missed the start and it was all over. But as you said, Rothfire, I thought he was huge. I, th- I thought he was really good. 357 days between running into a race like that and, and to run as well as he, he did, he's going to acquit himself really well in, a, in Everest. He, he's probably the horse that has the most improvement going into that race. Who's the horse that who, – who are you going to back in the Everest? Do you, do you have any idea yet? Um, the short answer is no, but, uh, yeah, it, a lot would depend on the barrier draw on the day, I'd say, but yeah, no it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's the cream of the crop. They all come together. I think we saw the Everest winner in this race. There you go. I, I think classic legend. I'm just not convinced. I'm just not convinced where he's at the big gray. So I, if that helps, <laughs> if that helps you, I think we saw the winner of the Everest in this, this race, the shorts. Yeah, I can't wait to see the Everest. I can't wait to see the big grey back, but uh, we'll have to wait a few weeks for that. But we'll move on to the Kingston Town Stakes, race nine, group three over 2,000 metres. She's ideal. She was very good, very well ridden by Jason Collett. 350 into $2.80 on the day. Montefilia, uh, 450 out to $5. On Taunt, $31 into $26. Best back roughy was Zarek, $51 into $23. Sneaky run here, Luke. Best last 600 metres was a tourney in 34.72. Mm. Yeah, I, I saw him poking through there uh, late in that race. It was it was a good run by a tourney. Sort of, again, he was closest to the rail. I keep harping on about it, but I think it was the, the place to be. Uh, winner was just... I mean, once the track was playing how it was, she was nearly a good thing. Uh, she's ideal. It's easy to say now, but um, just everything went to plan, and she had had the weight allowance on a few horses here, and she was too good. Montefilia is absolutely flying, going towards the Metrop, and she was very good. You mentioned the run of attorney. Um, I think going towards a Metropolitan, Montefilia is uh, going to be mighty hard to toss. Gee, she's going well. Yeah, she's flying. She, she was very good uh, coming down the, the worst part of the track. Um, I had something on attorney at 100 to 1. So I was obviously watching him. I thought he was very good. And I think he's going to peak on uh, Metropolitan Day. So interested to see what price they go up about him once the barriers come out. He's currently about $21. I think I took 50s before um, the Kingston Town. So hopefully he can run a race in a Metropolitan before before, uh, going on to a race like the Caulfield Cup that She's ideal. We, I think we tipped the, the punters into She's Ideal uh, previously in a Caulfield Cup. We were saying take yep. $51. So she's into $15. So if you took a bit of that $51, you'd, you'd be happy with yourself. Anything else to add? No, mate. Happy to move on to the last where I uh, did my money. You did your money. I did my money in the last as well. I was a little bit mm. uh, stiff. I thought, uh, well... We'll talk about it in a sec. But the last race was benchmark 88 over 1,100 metres. Uh, five lengths slower than the shorts one by Eduardo. Triple ace, well backed on the day, $27 into $15. I backed Blondo personally. Uh, took good odds about him, $14 into $8.50. Gravina, $9.50 into $5.50. Best back runners were Gravina and uh, Equation from Wednesday, $6.50 into $3.70. Best last 600 metres was clearly Blondo in 34.03. What do you have a bet on in the last, Luke? 
I backed Equation early and then I knew I was in trouble the way the track was playing. So I backed Blondo and Gravina as small winners as well. So they've run second and third. Um, so <laughs> you played that well. Played it great. Um, Blondo, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't go past late, but uh, look, he, he's gone well. The winner was just too tough. Uh, Triple A straight up outside the lead, which um, was not disadvantaged, uh, disadvantageous on the day. We saw a few horses race outside the lead and win, including Eduardo. Um, so although I think the track was, you know, the fence was hot, that position right up there uh, was a good one. Uh, I think if Jay's had his time again on Gravina, he would have stayed on the rail. He probably got sick of getting chopped out every time he rode for luck on the day. And he just sort of bugger it, I'm going to come out here. Um, but Gravina, if, if he did ride for luck and stay on the fence, I think I mean, that's racing, isn't it? Um, and then the other horse I was on equation, he was just in a hopeless position. He, he was, after 200 metres, he had absolutely none. Um, but I thought he still closed off quite well. His late figures were okay. Um, you know, as good as anything in the race, just slightly slower. I think he'll appreciate more ground and a slightly firmer surface. And I think he'll improve sharply second up. So I won't be dropping off equation. I think he's a horse that has uh, group quality in my opinion. Yeah, well, James said he's uh, looking for further and he did win that Canberra Guineas prior to a spell. Uh, I thought Blondo was... I did think he was going to go past at the furlong, but he does have a very mm. short, sharp sprint. And I reckon I reckon he was just a touch slow away. Yeah. He got back a couple of pairs further back than expected. Um, and yep. it probably cost him the race. And I do agree uh, with Gravina. Uh, he probably takes that run off Blondo if he sort of uh, heads back to back to the inside rather than coming to the worst part of the track on the outside. Um, I thought Exo Boom was a little bit of a sneaky run uh, getting home late. I know he poked up sort of the fence, but uh, he's a horse that's going to get better over further. And he's a horse that I want to follow out of the race. So Blondo, Gravina and Exo Boom for me out of that race. Uh, anything else to add in the last? Nothing other than um, follow equation, guys. I think, I think it's a good horse, this. Um, You've you got to forgive that run. Hadn't trialed, uh, got too far back. I still think he went well, and I'll be buttering up again next start if he lands in the right race. Or you might get a better price as well. Uh, horse to follow out of the meeting. Yeah, equation, and I think I'm, I'm interested in the in Arameo and the Epsom uh, if he draws yep. a barrier. Yeah, well, I was just about uh, to like say Arameo. So hundred yeah. percent. I think he's. I think he's. He was one of the better runs of the day, and I think he's gonna. I think Chris is gonna peak him on the day. Uh, so he's. He's sort of. If he draws a, a gate in the, the Epsom, he's the horse that I want to be with. But we'll worry about that in a couple of weeks. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Luke. Enjoy uh, Wyong today. Hopefully, you can find a couple of winners for the punters. Yeah, it looks a very tough meeting. Only small fields. I don't think I'll be getting involved from a betting perspective. But uh, have a great week, mate, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, mate. Good luck today. See you guys.